Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. This is the 15th Club, Hour 1 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ. There's no UT football this week, so we're going to talk golf. And in the second hour, Ben Clements will be along from Dirty Martins to bring us up to date on football. I'm Scotty Sayers, and this is um, a week where Ed Clements is in Brownwood, Texas, uh, with his 50th high school reunion. And Ed is on our live line right now. First, let me tell you about our sponsors, Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belt. Ed, I know it's pretty here in Austin. How about Brownwood? Let me tell you what, Scotty. It is beautiful. Let me, I, I'm in a great situation right now at my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house in the country, and I'm looking at probably seven deer out by the deer feeder. It is getting a little cool in Brownwood, a little north of Austin. I'm watching the Aggies and the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee leads 14 to 13. About to see friends I have not seen in 40 or 50 years, and I'm worried sick that I'm not going to recognize any of my classmates from the early 1970s, amigo. So it's a, it's a, it's going to be a fun night. We got a lot of golf to talk about. I'm nursing a nice bottle of wine here, so uh, life is good in small town Texas. Well, that's good, Ed. But did you go to your 30th and 40th reunions? I'm curious about that. So, so that these people aren't strangers to you. I went to the I went to the 30 35th probably. So they're not strangers. I'm just I'm just making a joke. But I saw some Facebook pictures today, and I'm going, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? I'm sure there are many people who look at me and say, who is that guy who doesn't have much hair? Who's got a silver goatee? You know. So, all part of the deal. I know you've been very active in your. Austin High School reunion and stuff, but uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of friends. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun to see these people. It's an interesting week. It's kind of a strange week, you know. Uh, the PGA Tour is at TPC Summerlin, which is a really great golf course. I got to play it one time with my buddy Spike Dykes. Our friends, the Napier brothers from Las Vegas, lived out in that area. Not a great field. You had some excitement with Lexi Thompson earlier this week, but. Uh, it's a fun time of fall golf, and, of course, no Longhorns football today. We're all awaiting the game next Saturday when the Longhorns travel to Houston, play the, the Houston Cougars. But, man, there's some exciting football going on, and Ben was going to be here with all of his compadres at 6 o'clock down at Dirty's. And, by the way, you need to head down at Dirty's because you'll see uh, the end of this Aggie-Tennessee game. You'll see Oregon and uh, Washington, and then tonight, big game between uh, Notre Dame and U.S. singing. Our buddy Mac Brown plays tonight against Miami. So a lot of football, but a ton of golf to talk about today, too. Yeah, Ed, uh, at the Shriners Tournament in Las Vegas, the leader is Isaiah Salinda, along with Colum Terran, Tom Kim, Adam Hadwin. They're all 13 under par, and uh, Joel Damon is 12 under. Uh, Bo Hostler was the leader after the first round. He has dropped back today, and he is in 21st place. Boy, you better shoot uh, shoot way under par to be in contention out there in Las Vegas. Uh, Boy, you have to shoot. You have to shoot low out there. And this is a big week because you know this is somewhat of the off season, and you don't see 
uh, Jordan there or Scotty there or Rory there or some of the big names, but that that American cash still still cashes in. You know what I mean? And you get the points for the PGA Tour, and the winner gets to go to Augusta. And a lot of people are just making sure they get their cards for next year. So this is big to a lot of people uh, in that group. It sounds like an international force out there with all the foreigners, uh, you know, very very much in the hunt out there. But it's a big week for a lot of guys out there. A big week for Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler, very good for next year. But man. He's just right on the edge. You know, you think back to Bo Hoster study a few years ago when he should have won the Houston Open. Remember that day? Yeah. And he looked like he was going to win, and here comes Ian Poulter out of nowhere to birdie 17 and 18 and ruin uh, Bo's chance at winning a tournament. And really, Bo has not uh, had a top three finish ever since. So this is a big week for a lot of guys, and we wish the best of our friend Bo Hostler in that, in that tournament. Yeah, we do, and we're going to have Coach John Fields uh, join us in the next segment to talk about a big win that uh, the UT golf team, the men's golf team, had this week. Also, uh, the Live Tournament over in, uh, I guess they're playing in Saudi Arabia. Is that right? Yeah, they're over there somewhere somewhere in a foreign land, foreign land. Yeah, Brooks Kepka's got a three-shot lead over our friend Sergio Garcia and Charles Howell III. Uh, going into the final round, and I'm sure, Ed, you're excited that the Crushers are the leading team. Ah, the Crushers. And the big news from the Live Tour is that the World Golf Rankings, I know you might want to talk about that later, the world, the folks who do the World Golf Rankings said, uh-uh, the Live Tour guys are still not eligible for the World Golf Rankings. And that is a big blow to a lot of these guys who are trying to get into the majors, of course, People like Sergio and Kepka who've won majors, and of course Sergio will always get back to Augusta, but uh, they're they're not going to get any world ranking points, and uh, that's tough for a lot of these golfers. And a lot of these golfers are still young. I'm thinking about uh, Cam Smith from Australia who won the British Open, so he's going to be eligible eligible for all majors for a while. But that's a pretty big blow to the Live Golf Tour uh, as they will not get world points. Well, but it's not a surprise, Ed, because they still have fields with less than 75 players. They play 54 holes. It's just, you know, it's it's just not something that that gives them consideration for those points so far. Now, and it's not, Scott, you're right. It, it's, it's still, let's just be real honest. I respect those guys, utmost respect for our friend Sergio Garcia, but it is, to some extent, exhibition golf still. It really is. I'm sorry to have to say that. The, the purses are ridiculously high because of the regime of Saudi Arabia and all their money, but it's still, in a way, exhibition golf. That's right. And, well, except for the money. And, you know, you wonder how much pressure's on them. I was talking, talking with a friend about it today. And, you know, is it different than the PGA Tour? Yeah, it is. Still, a lot more money involved, but uh, per tournament. But still, it's uh, it's just different in the 54 holes and the shotgun start and all that. That's just a different way to yeah. go about it. So, And I, I really hate it. It doesn't affect this time of the year, but when we start 2024 and we get all uh, anticipation about Augusta and the majors and all that stuff, and it's just it kind of leaves you an empty space when you look up and there's no more DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Dustin, Kepka, Phil, uh, Sergio, it's just tough. I just wish the parties. I know they're they're trying to come together, but I think we're still a maybe at least a year or a year and a half down the road for that. 
Yeah, they're saying it could be could be up to two years, and the and both tours are both Live and the PGA Tour are just going about their own business next year. So so we'll talk more about that later on. This is the fifteenth club on KLBJ. This is Ed and Scotty, and we will be back after some messages from our sponsors. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. Hi, this is Luke Wilson, and you're listening to the 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements on KLBJ. Thank you, Luke. Uh, I played a little 27-hole match with uh, Luke Wilson today out at Austin Golf Club. Ben Crenshaw joined us to watch the last few holes. And... Uh, Luke, uh, he got on the Mustang of momentum is what he kept muttering under his breath and uh, came back and he beat me one up, but he hit it straight down the middle. Ed, you've played with Luke, and he just hits that nice little control draw. The controlled hook. The controlled hook, that's what he hits. That is, well, that is fantastic. He, he likes to call it a draw. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what, we've got, uh, we've got a coach with us today. Coach John Fields with the University of Texas golf team that's plenty happy after uh, his team won a big match play event uh, at Houston Oaks this week. Coach, tell us a little bit about uh, how your team performed. That was a great win. Well, thanks, Scotty, and hi, Ed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm thrilled that our team won down at Houston Oaks. I think that Houston Oaks uh, – is one of the most enchanting venues for golf in the state of Texas. It's uh, it's an it was a golf course that uh, kind of was roughed in, I guess. It was a nine hole golf course years ago uh, for Tenneco. I think I was told that's Tennessee Oil and Gas, but they had a little uh, retreat for their for their uh, workers, and and uh, golf was part of it with uh, with other sporting activities. And a group of uh, individuals from Houston decided to develop that property, and they did. And they they did it with a Tuscan uh, desire uh, with regards to the homes out there and, and the clubhouse and all that. And, and then uh, Chet Williams, who also uh, designed Whispering Pines in Trinity, Texas, where we play the Big 12 championship, uh, did a just a magnificent job and so it's a lot of fun for us the tournament has evolved since 2018 uh it's called the big 12 match play tournament it's not the match play or it's not the big 12 championship but all the teams from the big 12 participate and uh we managed to uh, play extremely well 108 holes that includes the practice round and then three matches, or actually four matches to count, and then we did one exhibition. But uh, the, the four matches that counted um, for us were spectacular. Our guys played really well. They, they, they beat Cincinnati the first round, uh, beat Kansas State, and then followed that with a victory uh, over Oklahoma State, and then we, got, we, uh, we beat Baylor in the, in the championship final. So... Uh, a lot of golf. Um, that's what our coaches desire. We want to give our kids a, a tremendous opportunity going into the national championship to have some match play rounds under their belts. And uh, so the, the the tournament has been played six years, and we won it twice. And I'm really proud of our guys. 
Well, I saw that uh, Brian Stark really, really, uh, boy, he he stepped out with a four and zero record. Who else? Uh, I know you've kind of had a changing lineup uh, in the early part of the season here so far. Who who else was? Well, we have. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, exactly. We've we we really have six guys that are the mainstay of our varsity uh, team right now, um, and and for that reason, um, a guy might not be able to compete or could be construed as a substitute. And in this case, um, we had Brian Stark, who played really well. Christian Moss is ranked inside the top 15 in the world. He's actually uh, just set foot in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, uh, for the World Amateur Championship, which is going to be conducted uh, later on this week. And so he's over there now, but he plays for us and, and is a sophomore and you guys have had him on the show and he's a delightful young man. Uh, and then you've got Keaton Vo, who, uh, is, is local, um, was the Texas State High School champion. And then you've got, uh, Jacob Sosa, who is also local, but, uh, last year shot the lowest round that's ever been shot by a Texas golfer, 61 at, uh, North Ranch Country Club at Westlake Village in California in the Southwestern helped us win that golf tournament. Uh, Tommy Morrison was our, um, was our substitute this week. And, um, golly, I mean, I think the guys just played so good. Uh, they, they did a great job. They did what we asked them to do. Uh, we went in there as the number one seed and they took care of business. That's great. And what else have you got, uh, going on in the next few weeks? What do you have coming up? Well, Ed's going to be upset with this because they, the last tournament we play is probably at one of those golf courses that I don't know if he's ever played there, but it's called Cypress Point out there in the Monterey Peninsula. Charles Schwab uh, and Stanford um, give us the opportunity to go out there with an 18 field and play a match play tournament, uh, 72 holes in, in two days. Uh, this one's going to be fun because they're going to do it kind of Ryder Cup style, so there'll be a four-ball uh, and, and, uh, and they'll also be the alternate shot, which is going to be fun. And, uh, I like our chances. I think our team's really good. And in that case, all six players will play. Well, we'll want to report on Cypress Point. I mean, it's one of the great courses in America. And, uh, um, Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw are consultants out at Cypress Point and, um, go out there annually and just really just look over the course and, and, and tell the committees that there's not very much to do out there. It's in such good shape. Just little tweaks here and there. But, I mean, what a great experience for your team to be able to go there and play. It, it is. You know, like I said, we've got two we've got two graduate seniors, Nathan Petronzo, who's also from Austin, Texas, and plays out of Lake Tra- or played out of Lake Travis High School. He and Brian Stark are kind of the leaders on our team. They're, they're the graduate transfer seniors. The other four young men are, are sophomores, so Cypress Point is is going to be an education for our guys. I, I, we played out there one other time. We played out there in uh, the fall of 2012, and Jordan Spieth was still on our team at that time. We played a practice round, and I didn't really get a great feel for the golf course. And then on the very first hole, one of our guys hit it right into the middle of the green and had a hole location was kind of middle left and all of a sudden, this putt just breaks off the map. It, it breaks six or eight feet, and then by the hole, it just trekked another ten feet down below the hole. And I'm like, "Oh my God!" I had no idea how uh, fascinating these greens are, and that's 
that's kind of um, what you're confronted with out there, plus the beauty. Uh, they say that there's six holes in the trees, six holes kind of in the dunes, and then six holes on the water. Is that is that what it is, uh, Scotty? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a pretty good description of it. Of course, it's a it's a Alistair McKenzie course, uh, just like Augusta National. So the greens are <laughs> the greens are tricky, and that's that's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, we got a couple of more minutes, and I want you to talk about Pearson and Parker Cootie. They earned their PGA Tour cards, and that's pretty exciting news. For sure, I'm thrilled for those two guys, um, Pearson and Parker Cootie have matriculated out onto the PGA Tour by finishing high up into the top 30 of the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I heard you guys talking about Liv a little bit earlier, and, and uh, Pearson was off, offered a substantial amount of money to go to Liv, and he decided that that was not, truth be known, he didn't even look at it. Uh, and they, they, they came back with a, with a double offer and and uh, he said that he was not interested and never would be interested because he couldn't stand the thought of not being able to possibly win the Masters someday what his grandfather had done and uh, you know that there, there's guys that went ahead and did that they they've um, decided that live was the right thing for them for the cooties the right thing is the PGA tour and I think we're really positioned nicely in college golf right now with PGA tour University it uh, is, for those listeners that don't know, PGA University was developed so that players uh, beginning their junior year start developing a point total, and they take that right into their senior year. And yeah. there is a possibility that the number one player in college golf gets a PGA Tour card right off the bat, and the next four players get full status on the Ferry Tour, and that's for 18 months. So Ludwig Auberg was our number one player this year, and he went right out onto the PGA Tour, won on the European Tour, made it onto the Ryder Cup team, and lost in a playoff last week uh, on the on the PGA Tour. So it's yeah, we saw we saw guy. what he we saw what he did, and we're so proud, Coach. Listen, I got to run. We got to run for the news break right now. Thanks so much for joining us, and come in sometime at Dirty's uh, when you have a chance to spend a whole show with us. I will. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you, Coach, and congratulations again. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ. When the evening sun goes down, you will find me hanging around. Howdy, folks. This is Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel, and you're listening to The 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Oh, thank you, Willie, and thank you, Ray. Oh, this is, yeah. This, oh, my gosh. Ed's back with us from Brownwood, Texas. I'm Scotty Sayers. Um, the 15th Club is brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deccan Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belts, and Hour 2 of Sports Saturday will be at our regular fall home, Dirty Martin's Place, with Ben Clements and friends, and uh, had a lot of football stuff going on, but the one last night, Ed, was a head-scratcher, wasn't it? Boy, that was wild. Colorado and Stanford. Stanford 
they got a lot of smart people out there. Got a lot of people who have been controversial this week with the situation in Israel. Uh, smart people versus Dion in Colorado. Colorado goes out to a twenty-nine to nothing halftime lead. I start watching a Netflix movie, and then my phone goes crazy at about twelve fifteen this morning and says, "Alert! Alert! Alert! Overtime! Well, you got to be crazy." Stanford tied the game thirty-six thirty-six. They go to overtime. Uh, Dion Sun threw a pick, and lo and behold, Stanford has the greatest comeback in Stanford history to win that game over Dion Sanders. And, Scotty, this afternoon, we have a ton of unbelievable football games going on right now. Tennessee leads the Aggies 14-13, to six minutes to play in Knoxville, Tennessee. This could be uh, the end of Jimbo Fisher if they lose this game because they still have to play LSU and South Carolina and others. This is bad for the Aggies. They got to come back. Oregon just scored on Washington in Seattle. The Oregon Ducks lead in that game, very, very close game from Seattle, Washington, as that game is about to enter the fourth quarter. And then the Kansas Jayhawks have a slim lead over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That Oregon score is 33-29, 11 minutes to play now in the game. Earlier today, Iowa State handled Cincinnati, so it's been a wild and busy day in the Big 12 and nationally so far. Of course, Longhorns, have not they're not playing today, uh, but there's some other big games. By the way, I didn't mention TCU is throttling Brigham Young in Fort Worth. It's like 41-14 to 14 right now. Sonny Dykes using a freshman quarterback as TCU gets back in the win column. BYU looks pretty tepid today in Fort Worth. And then some big games tonight, especially in Lubbock. K-State uh, battles the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So a full slate of Big 12 games. Nationally tonight, we mentioned earlier, Mac Brown in North Carolina will be hosting Miami of Florida. North Carolina undefeated in the ACC. And then the big enchilada coming up in South Bend, Indiana, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame entertain Caleb Williams and USC. Notre Dame is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and that should be a whale of a game. This is interesting, Scotty, with all these Pac-12 teams because if you're a Longhorn fan, you want these Pac-12 teams to beat each other. That's what you want to happen because the Longhorns, if they run the table and beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, they still have a chance to go to the national uh, final four. But you got to hope that these Pac-12 teams beat each other, and you got to hope the ACC teams do the same thing. So there's a lot of football to be played uh, in the country, but it is exciting to watch all these uh, really, really close games this afternoon. Yeah, I'm anxious to see Kansas State and Texas Tech tonight, too. I mean, we thought Kansas State was going to be the uh, the one team that got in Texas' way, maybe even more so than Oklahoma, before the season started, and then they laid an egg against Oklahoma State last week. They really did, and Kansas State, you know, they, they lost Oklahoma State. They lost a toughie to Missouri. Texas Tech has really kind of been rejuvenated because their starting quarterback, who was a transfer from Oregon, uh, broke his leg, and they got a guy from Eastland, Texas, not far from Fort Worth and where I am in Brownwood, a young guy who's really played beautifully for Texas Tech. So, And Tech's favored in that game, but it's still Kansas State, the farm guys, the big offensive line, the really great skilled players. So that's going to be a very, very entertaining game. And the Texas game next week, I don't know Ben's going to talk about it with his crew at 6 o'clock from Dirty's. A Texas and Houston game could be interesting. Houston is revitalized. 
because they won on a Hail Mary at the end of the game against West Virginia, which helped Texas and Oklahoma. And I'm sure you were watching that. Dana Holgerson, when West Virginia scored with 12 seconds to play, I promise you, Scotty, Dana Holgerson looked disgusted walking on the sidelines. He's saying to himself, do I get fired in the locker room or do I get fired in two weeks after the Texas game? And lo and behold, they got a Hail Mary pass and they win the game. New life. And we all remember those great games against the Houston Cougars and the Texas Longhorns at the Astrodome. And Houston has been, uh, in, was in the conference a while and now they're back in the Big 12, but it's, even though Texas is going to be double-digit favorite, it could be a very exciting game. Yeah, that'll and and that'll be that'll be good to have some competitive games going down the line. I don't think we're going to walk over anybody, and we we want the teams coming in here to keep us sharp. And uh, we, we you just got to win, though. That's the main yeah, thing. You, but you but yeah. you don't want a bunch of lopsided wins. I don't think going into the end of the season, even though it looks good on paper, if we're going to win the Big Twelve championship game, when if we get in it. If we're going to get into the Final Four and win some games there, you know, we need to be tested. Exactly. And Texas is going to be, I believe, somewhat tested next week at Houston. And then after that, they've got BYU coming in. BYU is a strange team. They play really, really good or really, really poor. And you've got to remember, when they come into Austin, Steve Sarkeesian was a former BYU quarterback, which will make it fun. Uh, And then the Longhorns will host K-State, which is always dangerous. And then the Longhorns have to go to Fort Worth to play TCU. TCU has a freshman quarterback playing for Chandler Morris, who got injured last week, and they're killing BYU. And you got to remember this. Our friend Sonny Dykes has never lost to Texas. He's 3-0 and against Texas. Two games with Cal last year against TCU. And then the Longhorns have a road trip, Scotty, to Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa in late November. It's going to be dicey weather-wise, and Iowa State – appears to be coming back. They had a big victory over Cincinnati. And then the game the day after Thanksgiving, a 6.30 kickoff against Texas Tech. If Tech continues to win, which I think they could, that could be a very entertaining game, the last the last final regular season game for Texas in the Big 12. But you got to hope that Texas ends up in, in Arlington the first week in December. Oklahoma's got a tough road. Oklahoma, Scott, as, and I know Ben will talk about this, they're not playing today. But they still have to go to Stillwater. They've got to go to uh, Utah to face BYU. They still host uh, West Virginia. They have a much tougher schedule the rest of the way out than the Longhorns do. Yeah, and I guess they, they've got maybe one one loss to play with though to get them into the into the Big Twelve championship game at least. But who knows? Maybe they've got aspirations to be you know in the last four teams for the college well they do they do and uh, dylan gabriel is getting some mention for the heisman trophy now even after his performance against texas that we saw last week so i give credit to, to brent venables in oklahoma he's really reinvented that football team with nine transfers on defense and dylan gabriel played beautifully last year so it's going to be an interesting last six weeks six seven weeks of the season uh, to see if the Longhorns can win the rest of them to have a shot at the Final Four. It's really strange because, just think about this, Texas was 15 seconds away uh, from what looked like a Final Four berth. I know there's a lot of football to play, but still, that game against Oklahoma was tremendous. Credit Oklahoma for winning that thing, but uh, it's, a, it's a good time to be off for the Texas Longhorns to kind of reflect and get ready for Houston next week. And by the way, that's going to be right in the middle of our show. That's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff. So we'll be talking golf, talking football. We want everybody to come down to Dirty's next 
next Saturday to have, see our uh, watch party, enjoy great food at Dirty Martin's. But that game kicks off at 3 o'clock next uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit back to Ryder Cup. Have you had any more thoughts about uh, why you think the U.S. team didn't win any anything? I mean, we know the usual stuff. They didn't play enough leading up to it, or maybe they picked the wrong wild cards. But anything else strike you really other than the, 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 the thing that strikes me most of all is it just appears to me, and I may be wrong about this, it looks like the European team just has more fun. I don't know, and, and uh, it's, it's not like the old days when those guys lived over there. For goodness sakes, uh, I think 11 of the 12 European players in the Ryder Cup live in the United States of America. So it's not like they're all on that uh, DP tour together, but I think they enjoy playing with each other a little more. And the thing you just brought up first, they were playing a week before the Ryder Cup. Our guys had taken off several weeks. I know Dustin Johnson had not. Dustin Johnson have played in some of the other events, played it out in California. But I think that's a big deal to me, too, that they, that we did not play going into the Ryder Cup. And that may be our own fault because we had the, the Tour Championship. You know, the PGA's been moved, so uh, we sort of limped in and tried to find our form going into the Ryder Cup in, in Rome. And another thing, it's hard, it's hard to win over there. You know, you've been, you've been over there with the Ryder It's hard to win on foreign soil. And I think it's going to be a different situation when they go to New York uh, in the next Ryder Cup. And it's just it's hard. It used not to be hard to win in Europe when it was just Ireland, Scotland, and England. Now, when you open up the whole European theater, it's tough. But uh, I look for the Americans to bounce back, and I look for Tiger Woods to be the captain. That would well, be the, really the tonic for the United States to get Tiger to be in the cap- captaincy in that one. Yeah, and and I think once Tiger is the captain, uh, maybe his appetite will be such that he'll be the captain for, you know, two, three, or four Ryder Cups consecutively. I know you've got to go to your uh, high school reunion tonight. You've got some MC duties and such, but uh, I've got a little tonic that I think might help the U.S. team. I, this is fantasy land, but I'll talk about that in the next segment a little bit and. Uh, um, I want to get your thoughts, too, on the NFL tomorrow. I know the Cowboys don't play to Monday, and I'm scared to death of the Cowboys and Chargers on Monday night because oh old coaches gosh. say don't take, take one loss into two. I think that Chargers game is going to be terrific on Monday night against the Cowboys. Well, it's a, you know, look, it's everything. Every time you lose one, the next one becomes a must win, especially when, when uh, the Cowboy team is, is so erratic. And uh, yeah, yeah, Dak's just not you know not performing in the big games. He's not. Uh, the Washington Oregon game is so tight. Washington is on the one yard line. Well, actually, the second and goal uh, for Washington, they trail Oregon. The Oregon Ducks thirty three to twenty nine. These teams are undefeated. Watch this game. Ben will have updates at six o'clock from Dirty Martins. The Aggies still trailing Tennessee. Kansas still defeating Oklahoma State. So. A plethora of great football. Tennessee leads now 17-13, 3.48 to play in that game in Knoxville, Tennessee. Again, uh, boy, Jimbo Fisher and the Ags need that win. Scotty, it's been a lot of fun. I know you're going to update everybody on TPC Summerlin. as a, a, a big, big tournament going on in Las Vegas. And I, let me just say something about Lexi Thompson. I've changed my attitude. I, 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 I kind of was against Lexi playing. Uh, 
from the LPGA and a PGA Tour event. But, hey, what I understand from our friend Tim Schmidt of Golf Week, they had huge crowds of mostly kids, young girls, who wanted to go see Lexi. And I'm for it. people getting into our game of golf anyway. And I think that was fine that Lexi played in the tournament. She almost made the cut, but I'm kind of coming around. I guess I'm now a feminist, you'd call me, Scotty. I'm pro-woman and pro-woman in golf. I think it. I think it's fine. It just adds a little interest to a tournament that didn't have a great field. So, sure, uh, have a sure. great night tonight, Ed, as MC, and uh, tell everybody hello in Brownwood for us. Okay, Scotty. Thanks to me, and have a great last segment. And again, Ben will be at Dirty Martin's uh, for the End Zone Club coming up in about oh twelve minutes or so. So stay tuned to News Radio five ninety KLBJ, Scotty. I'm sure we'll be talking tomorrow. Thanks a million. Yeah, we will travel safe, Ed. This is the fifteenth club on KLBJ. We'll be back after a few messages. Hi, this is Rob Gillette of the Renaissance Austin Hotel. You're listening to Austin's only golf show, The 15th Club, with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on KLBJ. Thanks to our friend Rob Gillette of the Renaissance Austin. Their Naughty Deck and Bar is a great place to watch the game, and they've been a longtime sponsor of the 15th Club, along with Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, Maudie's Tex-Mex, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, Silker Belts, and the Muni Conservancy, and Imagine Muni 3 will be on March 24th next year, and that will be just part of the 100th anniversary celebration for Lyons Municipal. So be on the lookout for information about that. Um, okay, my Ryder Cup, this is, this is a wild idea. Uh, one way to help our team uh, be ready and not take four or five weeks off uh, between the FedEx Cup and the Ryder Cup. Next year, Beth Page, New York. I say that the captain and the PGA of America should book Beth Page two weeks out. The captain, whoever that might be, hopefully Tiger Woods, he will pick four of his six wild card players right after the FedEx Cup. That'll leave two spots open. You take the ten that are going to be on the team for sure, then you take the next ten in the point standings. And you have them play Ryder Cup format in front of crowds, and people would come out to watch them. You have them play three days of Ryder Cup format, and the captain can find out some of the pairings for his existing ten players that had been chosen so far. And from among those other ten on the points list, he finds two more players that are his wild cards and the ones that perform best, whether it's four ball or foursomes or singles. And plus, that gets the players playing in front of crowds at Bethpage. Um, you know, the Europeans wouldn't like that, but when you got the whole home field advantage, that's the way you do it. And uh, and that decreases the time in between when the uh, FedEx Cup ends and the matches start to take place. So a uh, little bit of a wild idea there, but... Uh, Boy, you know, that'd be something to keep us sharp and also to maybe identify some of the best wild card players on the team. All right, back to football. Uh, Texas A&M is down 20-13 to 13 
with a minute 36 to go at Tennessee, trying to figure out a way to win this game, which is really important to Jimbo Fisher. Um, Oregon leading Washington 33-29. to 29. And uh, again, those those Pac-12 teams are gonna they're gonna beat up on each other for the next few weeks, and uh, hopefully eliminate themselves and and open up a spot for Texas in the in the NCAA championship final four. Um, a couple of other things: uh, Ed is uh, at his high school reunion in Brownwood, but he will be joining um, President George Bush. Uh, the Gatlin brothers, and uh, uh, this is going to be great, and Ben Crenshaw going up to Midland, Texas, for the opening of the first tea facility up there. It's been open for a while, and there are literally hundreds of kids coming out there from all over Midland, and our friend Bill Munn, uh, who is an important part of the uh, Texas golf legacy and, and history of Texas golf back from Harvey Pinnock right on and is a, a dear friend. He has worked so hard on that facility for so many years, uh, just the idea of it. And uh, we sent a couple of our Coor Crenshaw crew out there that built a little six-hole uh, course out there, and they've got a practice facility and short game facility. And that's, you know, that's what we need all over the country. Uh, they have uh, a great facility here in Austin for the first tee, and Jennifer McCurick just does a tremendous job uh, with all the kids that come over there in the afternoons. Eric Lopez at Lyons Municipal with the Austin Golf Academy. Kids all over the place, high school teams practicing. Youth is what's going to keep golf going, and this uh, this show that we do, the 15th Club, we feel like it's it's something that needs to move the uh, the numbers ahead for golf. They're really strong, have been since COVID, and with Lions Municipal, hopefully, um, a solution to save the course uh, going forward. Because uh, if we didn't have Lions, we would have a tremendous void in places for kids to learn the game and for new generations to come up playing golf. So. Uh, whatever you can do to support uh, junior golf in this town, and Sergio and Angela Garcia with their four kids, ATX, do a good job with it themselves. So uh, just get your kids out playing. This weather is absolutely perfect. Thanks for joining us on the 15th Club today. We will be back with the 15th Club on Dirt at Dirty Martins next week. Right now, uh, we'll take a break and then... The End Zone Club, Hour 2 of Sports Saturday with Ben Clements and friends, and they will uh, get you the final results of some of these games that are great. Go on down to Dirties and watch some good games tonight. Thanks for joining us. This is Scotty Sayers for Ed Clements. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ.